Welcome back to Sex Pod, your weekly Toronto sports podcast hosted by Jacob and Simon. We are back at it with another episode. We are one weekend to 2021 and a lot has happened both in the sports world and uh, just in life. But before we dive in too much of uh, to that, Jacob, what is going on? How are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh, watching the Leafs a bit tonight. Uh, exciting stuff. Had a couple good Raptors moments stuff. last night too. So maybe things are looking up. Um, maybe things are looking up. So yeah, how about you? How are you doing, Jacob? There were Leafs hockey. Yeah, there's Leafs played hockey. tonight. All right. Uh, line line scrimmages, like line combos, were tweeted out at like seven o two. Right. It just it gets you know the routine a little bit and. Uh, I uh, I was like, man, I didn't know how much I missed this until uh, until it happened. So yeah, uh, I guess we'll jump right into that, right? Uh, yeah. It just happened, just finished. We are recording on Saturday this week, guys. So it's a, a little bit early, a little bit impromptu, but we wanted to provide uh, a raw reaction to what we saw uh, tonight. And so the Leafs hosted a scrimmage. Um, a blue versus white team to kind of establish uh, power plays, penalty kills, just kind of, you know, uh, establish and confirm those like third and fourth line players, who's going to make the team, who's going to be on the taxi squad and who's going to be playing in a- AHL. But you got, before we talk about the play and the actual like game, I think we need to recognize that, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs own the Canadian sports market. Um, realistically, Jacob, this was a scrimmage being televised in prime time on both of the like broad, like broadcast, like the two biggest broadcasting agencies in Canada. I know it was like televised locally, so it's only like regional people could get it, but like. There were like in-game presentations. There were like replays. We had like play-by-play announcers. Like we had multiple cam angles. Like this was like an actual production. And like I, like I was watching. I'm like, man, if I was like a Canadians fan or like an like a Sens fan, I would hate us. I can tell you, as a as someone who was a Sens fan for a lot of their life, that yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Like we had we had a full-on NHL like squad like referee squad tonight refereeing our games like these guys were like real refs we had like we had an in-game it was basically a game like for all intents and purposes except and like an opposing team there it was a game so I, I thought that was funny um definitely some fans are probably gonna be a little bit a little bit of uh, upset about that but yeah Jacob, let's talk about it did you watch the whole thing no, I watched I watched the first and the second period and watched a little bit of the third. Um I liked I liked what I saw. I mean, again, I'm as you guys may know, I'm I'm not the hockey guy here. I, I said Joe Thornton was a senator last week and moving on from that, I, I still think I liked what I saw. Um one thing I did notice one thing I did notice, can't know just one thing, but something I did notice that I wanted to speak on today, um was the fact 
that the line combinations were like as they as they're supposed to be. So I think that's cool that that keeps like getting ready already to kind of see who's working well together. Um, and I think another thing, John Tavares coming out scoring the first goal. So that's a great tone for the team. Um, you need that guy to be to be leading you down the ice, and if he's already leading you in the first game of the preseason in a in a inner inner squad game, like that's promising. Um, I have a couple other takes about Tavares, but I'll, I'll ask you what your your thoughts are um, on that game. There were a couple of moments where I got like really really excited or like really really angry, and I needed to remind myself, like Simon, this is a scrimmage game this is pretend this doesn't matter yet like what you like don't make opinions yet this is just like for fun right now but uh i think we can take a lot of a lot of things that i saw today i think are in principle and i think one of the the themes of the display uh, that uh, we saw this evening was health like health Right, like Tavares looked good. Um, Tavares looked really good. Morgan Riley looked like really, really good. Nylander looked really, really good. Um, and those three players I mentioned, I'll talk about Nylander in a little bit, but Hunter looked good, no? And I'm gonna get into him, but just in terms of like health, right? Like okay, okay. those three struggled last year. Uh, they had like they were battling uh, injuries. Like I don't think they were playing healthy a lot last year. Um, and I, and I texted you, it's like Tavares looked, looked good. Like he, and again, this is a scrimmage game and, and things like that, but just like how he was playing and carrying himself, um, looked good. I, I liked, um, I liked the new faces. Like I liked VC. Um, I liked Lettinen a lot. I'm excited about Lettinen. Uh, I now know why all 30, 31 teams wanted him. Uh, he's strong. He's a good player. He's a good passer. He, uh, he scored or almost scored or, or tipped or whatever. He, he, so he, he played good. Um, Dermot looked okay. We'll talk about that, I guess, a little bit later. Uh, Anderson, and I, I, Jacob, that's something I want to I wanna talk about today is the goaltending situation with the Toronto Maple Leafs. This yeah, season, this season and, and moving forward. We're gonna, we'll get into it. And Joe Thornton didn't look um, like out of place all like, like I, like, yes, he's older, but he kept up with Matthews and Marner. And I, I was happy with that. And the two people that I was, I guess, most impressed with just overall was, were, were Marner. Like Marner looked great shooting the puck, agile, active, um, had a nice goal. Uh, he looked great. Um, and Nylander, man, just like continues to, you know, impress me. And, uh, you know, Nylander's contract is looking more like a Steelander, if you know what I mean, Jacob. He, so is, he is looking great, and I'm excited for the season. So I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Leafs hockey is back for the time being. So until until – Wednesday, there's there's nothing going on, right? Like they're just practicing then. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, there's no more of like these games. Uh, Keith uh, dropped a quote. I don't know if it was pregame today or yesterday's practice, where he said 
something along the lines of, uh, for all intents and purposes, like this is the end of camp. We now move forward to like preparing for the Canadians on Wednesday. So I, I believe so. Making cuts then, like next couple days. I think so, but it gets tricky with the AHL season not starting yet and this like taxi squad thing. So it will be interesting taxi for squad's sure. That's a good idea. Like I think the NBA should have thought a little harder about that taxi squad watching the 76ers play with 70 po- seven players today. Yeah, nuts. And I I think there's a, there's a lot to talk about, Jacob, about that as well. So you mentioned Jack Campbell and you have a proposition that uh, you su- you're suggesting. And what is that, Jacob? Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say after watching one period of him play that he should be the starter in, in 2021. Um, there's no doubt in my mind he will. Yeah, he'll be the guy that performs down the stretch, uh, gives us what we need. Uh, I think that's fair to say. Am I wrong? Um, I, was, I, like, I was impressed with his play today. Um, you know, Anderson's going into the last year of his contract. He needs to prove himself then this year. Like, Not only that, but I don't perceive there to be like this massive desire to keep him. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if Dubis and company potentially or potentially looked at Campbell for taking that position. So where did Campbell come from? Just for came from L. A. He came from L. A. And he his story is interesting, right? Like he was drafted really, really high. I don't know what, but like higher than most goalies are. And he struggled. Uh, he struggled in the NHL. Eleventh um, overall. Eleventh and in what draft? Two thousand ten. Yeah, so that's high for a goalie. Uh, I think it's him and like price that are up there for like the highest goalie picks. Um, I think again, do not quote me on that, but he was like a really, really highly touted goalie, but fifth overall care versus was fifth overall. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean? Like that's like the uh, still 11th is a really, really high goalie pick. And Jacob, you know, my uh, opinions, I don't believe that goalie should ever be drafted high, uh, but regardless, he was drafted high and um, he just never kind of like came into fruition and his confidence was shot. He then started backing up Jonathan quick and et cetera. You're not, et cetera, taking, et cetera. Yeah, that's not, You're not a, taking Jay quicks spot. Yeah, however, not. however, like his like position, like his position, like his, like his positional game is really, really strong. Um, like technically he's a really, really sound goalie. And I think, there is a potential for him to be our starter next year. So mature. So, 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 oh, sorry. So premature rather. Um, but I don't know, man, I could see it. I, mean, I, I like Jack. I like Jack Campbell. He's like a character. He's funny to me. I, I just don't know. I, I just have more confidence in someone new. Um, I don't have much confidence in Anderson being the guy that leads us down the stretch. And that's a great point you bring up because I think Anderson doesn't have confidence. And I now think that like his teammates don't have confidence in him in the playoffs, right? Like if you're Austin Matthews or, or Morgan Riley or JT, like, are you really trusting Anderson to come up big when, you know, a saves needed? I don't know. 
right? Anderson's a good goalie. He's probably, statistically speaking, one of the or the best goalie the Leafs have had in the last like ten years. So he has a really. Well, rich... well who was before him? Jonathan Bernier, Jonas um, Gustafsson. Yeah, I don't need like I don't even know. So, like, that's the thing. Like, so, so he's a he's a great goalie, but you could say, like I don't know five shots a game and be considered elite among that company. Exactly. And like with with the uh, Leafs defensive game and personnel, we need a really, really strong goalie. And as I said, like I don't think there is an overwhelmingly appetite to keep Anderson in Toronto. Uh, sources, and when I say sources, my Twitter feed have uh, said that there has been like preliminary talks about an extension. Mm-hmm. Or just just contracts in general. I don't think I don't think the term, like oh, okay. wording or phrasing was extension, but I don't know. I don't really I have think, confidence. I don't really have confidence in Anderson. If we're going to be completely honest, like he's he's a consistent goalie, but like when he's bad, he's bad, and he gets shaky in the playoffs. We need like lights out goaltending in playoffs. You need good goaltending just in general to win a cup, but especially with like the Leafs when we are such a high octane offensively minded team like we're gonna get caught with you know two-on-ones going the other way etc etc so we really need those stops and for the life of me like anderson has struggled like his performance with in columbus was bad and so on and so on and so on so i don't know i like okay, Campbell. I, got, I have two questions then for you so yeah first of all um staying on the goalie track did do you see the Leafs making a move for like a veteran goalie this year? No, you think they're sticking with their guys? It's tough, right? Like, do you see them like picking up someone like, like I don't know, let's say Braden Holpe, even though he's not maybe a veteran, but he's been around. Um, so he's proven himself, like I don't know, what do you think? Also, speaking so of goalies, Leafs uh, were shopping right? Anderson this past summer. Yeah. Uh, the team doesn't like admitting that, but they were. They were looking at Carolina. They were looking to Carolina. Um, they were looking to the Flames. They were looking. They were gonna. Sh- they were shopping Anderson. Dubis was shopping Anderson, and he Dubis got mad when that got out. Uh, Anderson got mad when that got out, actually. And we there were a lot like the goalie pool this past free agent was pretty pretty uh, saturated right like there was robin leonard there's Braden holpe um tablet like there were there were goalies but once those players started signing specifically robin leonard i think the leaps were interested in they were like well, that would have been a nice addition that would have been nice for sure they were like okay, Vegas, Vegas, yeah, right? Vegas, and Leonard. Leonard has never had like stability in his contract, and Vegas offered him stability in his contract, and Leonard was like, "Great," and you know, good for him. But I don't know. Like, I think once those players signed, they were like, "Well, we're not going to get anything better." And Anderson's cheap this year, and if he can, you know, now there is a tandem between Campbell and Anderson, so. Maybe we just kind of roll the dice, but I think the patience is growing thin to that. I don't know if they're going to move him, but like never say never with Dubis. Like he's not afraid to pull the trigger. Okay. Okay. Then going on to kind of the defensive end. Yep. What did you think from uh, 
TJ Brody today? Did he impress? Because you didn't mention him in the little uh, little introduction you had there. So I was wondering, is he going to be worth uh, kind of the money we gave him? Is he going to be that guy we're expecting him to be? Or I know as it's long been as his game. last name is not Cody Cece, I'm okay. <laughs> and yeah. and the fact that I didn't mention him, Jacob, is nice, right? Like Morgan Riley has never had. Uh, a, a partner where I'm not like, what is happening? How are you in the NHL? Why are you the way that you are? Right? Yeah. Never, ever. Like for the, the entire tenure of Morgan Riley, like he's never had like a capable, uh, competent defense partner where I'm like, nice. And that was just shown. Like, did TJ Brody impress me beyond my wildest dreams? No, not yet. However, did he do things that Tyson Berry and Cody Cece did consistently and constantly that were just so dumbfoundedly confusing. No, he didn't do that either. So it was, it was nice. Like, um, is his contract worth it? I think it was a little expensive. Like just as, as like the, is it, that I think like we're four get. or five a year? Is that? I think so. And the only re- and I think the one of the main reasons why he got that was because that's consistent to Muzzin's extension, which makes sense. Same type of player, same tenure, et cetera, et cetera. I think it was same term. If I'm gonna, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I don't know yet, but I need to never see CC again. Ever. Yeah, that's that's and so so that's understandable. So yeah, I liked a lot of what i saw today uh hopefully uh matthew scored one so hopefully that secures his spot um in the opening day roster he wasn't looking too good in the first and second period so guys like that's uh, you know what i mean like he's just one of those guys where you're like do you get on the third line do you make it are you dressing today so hopefully he gets it you think he could be good eventually uh he's got some he's got some uh Got some nice likes. Yeah, right? he can he can shoot. I think I don't know. I think he can have a shot. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I was happy with just having hockey back, man. Like it was. Uh, I there, you know, a month ago today. Like let's you know December December ninth. Uh, if you guys are listening, or December tenth when this gets posted, I didn't know there was going to be season. Right, like nothing was secured yet. Uh, there weren't there weren't like talks were not promising so the fact that we've got something uh going on it's uh it's exciting but let's move on from hockey jacob all right raptors raptors won a game yesterday did you know that's their highest uh scoring game in regulation in franchise history 144 points without kyle lowry which was uh, due let's, to per- let's take a moment to just understand our two wins have come without Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, and and speaking of Kyle, he was out for uh, personal reasons, so we hope that he he's okay and, and his family is okay and and all of that. But yeah, interesting game. Like there were moments of um, the first quarter was atrocious. Um, defensively, I yeah. was so confused. That being said, they were shooting lights out. Yeah, that's that's what kept them in. They shot well yesterday. All their guys were were making their shots except for except for OG who's yet to I think score more than like 10 points in a game. But even year. even Phoenix was shooting lights out too in the first quarter. Like they were going they were they were they were shooting. Sorry, said not Phoenix. Sorry man. Sa- yes, yeah, Sacramento, my bad. 
Yeah, but is that is that their good offense or is that Toronto's defense just locked? Well, that's the question. Again? It was not good though. Regardless, you can't let what was it in one quarter? How many? I think they had forty-four. Yeah, that's ridiculous. 44. Yeah. So, anyways, they ended up getting one hundred forty-four points. So when you're scoring that much, look at the Houston Rockets. You can win a lot of games without playing much defense, right? Um, but I think one thing to take away from that game, um is Fred might be that guy for us this year. If he can continue to play at this level, past couple of games, he's actually been like making the shots he's supposed to make. He's been, he's been playing 20, $21.5 million a year worthy. And Pascal yesterday, he didn't take that many shots, took 11 shots, seven for 11. That's, that's something I kind of take away as a positive. Maybe he's not forcing it as much, and he's going to start shooting at a higher percentage. Because if we can see that's Yakum, I don't need him to score 25 points a game, but if he's going to score, if he's going to shoot like the smart shots, the shots that he knows he can make. Without, I think like, that's the important element here. Is like his shot selection was a lot smarter yesterday, which helped the team significantly. Um, like he was getting into the position to make the buckets right and that's gonna not only burst like or boost his confidence but the confidence of uh of his teammates but uh no like are you Aaron Baines also tomorrow yesterday uh no minutes for Aaron Baines none are you worried still like when yeah, I'm so worried I, I don't like seeing them give up 45 points in a quarter like it was it was great to see them come back though that's a characteristic we haven't really seen much of this year from them it's it's been mostly like get a decent lead and then be the ones giving up the lead. Whereas this time they kind of fell back, but then kind of made their way back up for it. So it's nice to see some fight in the team. And, and Hey, if we end up winning more games because we have to come from behind, then maybe we have to come from behind a little more to kind of, I don't know, push us, push us a little forward. They looked like they were having fun. Yeah. Well, you, you look like you're having fun when you're winning. So. That is a good point. <laughs> Sacramento's, Sacramento's not a terrible team either. They're, they were 4-4 four and four coming into the game yesterday. Um, they're in a pretty competitive Western Conference for the most part. So, like, if we're, if we're losing to teams like Boston and Philadelphia, okay. Those are two pretty good teams right now. But if, if we're taking care of these guys that are kind of the middle of the pack, lower end of the, lower end of the spectrum, then maybe that's a good sign going forward. They're on a they're on a road trip right now. Um, do they play the Warriors tomorrow? Oh, darn. Do they? I'll check that out real quick. Um, I think they do. Steph Curry's been on a mission, so that'll Hold suck. Up, man, he is determined. Yeah, sixty points, some, and then the next slander. Like he was not having. He wasn't having it. Yeah, Warriors tomorrow eight thirty. Damn. <sighs> okay. Hopefully, uh, Lowry was not on the injury list this morning or the early injury list. Yeah, so, so he might be back. Maybe, maybe, and this is just some speculation, Simon, but maybe he's uh, being talked about by uh, Masai and folks. So maybe that's why he sought out. That would be, uh, I feel like this, that's a little, it's a little early in the season. It's a little quick. Right, um, maybe, you know, maybe if we're in like if we're like mid March, and he's missing games for personal reasons, I'm like mm, interesting, but you know, but hey, you never, know you, you never know with Masai. You don't want to 
second guess it. I heard someone actually disagree with our uh, Lowry take last week that we kind of thinks he stay. I, we were suggesting he kind of stay in Toronto for the remainder of his career, be that mentor guy. I heard someone say, no, you got to ship him out while he has some value, give him to a contending team, get some picks or younger guys in advance. And I see that too. I think it's an option, but like, we're just looking at like value. Right. And like, that's yeah. what we were talking about. He's playing pretty well this year. Last I week. think yeah. he has value still. So oh, for sure. So we'll see how Vintage. the next couple of weeks go. Vintage, Vintage. Kyle Lowry. Anyways, um, onto the Jays for a little bit. If you, uh, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Before we uh, move on to the, to the Jays, Jacob, we just got to talk about the league getting ravished by. COVID-19. Oh yeah. So who's just, who's he was out today. Uh, you said Jason Tatum's out. Yeah. Bradley Beal's out. Um, yeah. I believe, like I said earlier, only seven of the 76ers played today. That's, that's unfortunate. I don't know if this was a joke, but I heard the 76ers coach say, Dwight Howard is our point guard today. I, I think that was a joke, but seven players, man. That can't be. That, can't be, that has to be satire. So Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, bunch of 76ers. Were there any more? Yeah. Yeah, and like the Raptors aren't allowing fans anymore. In oh, Tampa. really? Yeah. They, uh, the Emily, I think it's the Emily Arena in Tampa said that. Yeah, where, no, where are they playing? The In the same arena where the lightning plays oh okay and yeah they they came out with a yeah they came out with a statement saying we're not allowing fans anymore and yes COVID-19 is bad and especially in the United States especially in Florida where there are absolutely no restrictions thank you Governor Ron DeSantis for that but I don't know like do you think anything has do you think that decision has to do with the fact that the Raptors were getting booed at that, their that own awful, game? Man. Like that's terrible. or at their own home uh home game last week. So maybe it's that has something to do with it. Season and they're getting booed. That's a that's awful. That's not a Raptors fan there. That's like Oh, absolutely not. Fair again, fans. It's Florida, Jacob. We can't question the mindset of Floridians. Let's see the uh, the Florida cases. They've it's had one point six, sorry, one point five million cases so far in Florida. Two twenty two thousand eight hundred and three deaths. There's That's no restrictions, like zero. When I say zero, like there are none. Like bars open, restaurants open, gyms. Florida open. has over one percent of the amount of cases in the whole world, Simon. Yeah, man, it's cr- it's crazy. It's uh, it's something. Yeah, so it's probably a, a good move by by uh, the hundred percent, hundred percent. The doors for a bit. No, I um, think so. The reason why we're bringing this up, and it's not just the NBA, right? Like the NHL is just getting started, and uh, Dallas uh, has closed its practice. Like they're not starting on the thirteenth anymore. Like the NHL has to adjust their season, um, just because like six players. And their staff have tested positive. Uh, Columbus had to shut down for, I believe, contract tracing uh, or such. We're living in a pandemic, Jacob. 
We know it. We're trying to bring sports back. But the only feasible or like sure safe thing that we that has been proven to work is bubble. Yeah, the bubble. And like the NFL was atrocious with COVID-19. Like they're like you go you go NFL style, like you are putting players, their families, staff, and their families at risk. The NFL was awful this past season and they thought they were better than the virus. And like as soon as you do that, you get you're victimized by it. And the MLB so, actually was was kind of that style too, right? Traveling yeah. all over the place. And yeah. They, to their to their credit, they had a couple cases, but for the most part, I think there were like three teams that were actually affected by it. So and for they did all, okay, but and you know, looking at the modeling, these next a you know, these next couple of months are, are not gonna be good. So what do you think they do? Right? Like and I'm and I'm gonna let's let's talk about the NBA just because I think they have like they know what they're doing. The the PA and the league work well together in tandem. They have smart individuals working out that head office. I don't think they're afraid to make a dra or, or like a, a, a drastic t- decision, right? So, but like, what do you think is going to happen if these things yeah. still happen? Like, the 76ers can't play with seven players. That's just that's not happening. If I'm the Celtics, I'm mad as hell that my star player is out for 14 days because he he's po- he tested positive. Well, imagine the Wizards because Bradley Beal interacted with Tatum after the game, and now Beal has to sit out because of contact tracing because Tatum has KD, Kevin Durant's out now. First four. No, he's been out the whole week, man. He's that's what I'm saying though. But like, it was for it was for the health and safety protocols, right? So like, I I wanted to say like as pardon me. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying like I think the league was expecting positive cases to appear yeah it's good to expect it's better to but prepare. this is not us like the longevity of you know 76ers playing a game with uh with only uh with only seven players or whatever is is not it's not good so what do you think is going to happen man i think you got to look at where are these positive cases coming from are they like how did kevin durant get it in the first place how did half the 76ers get it is it from like going out the night before a game and and coming to the game the next day with a sore throat giving it to a couple other guys like is that what it is or is it like someone in the stands managed to touch one of the players and and they had it like what is because they're not giving us the cause right and it's probably a lot of pr going on there right because you don't want to know if kevin durant was out uh, the night before at a club and he he's that's why he's out like well, you know, you know better than uh, some people, Jacob. Some uh, players, who, yeah, yeah, and he's been fine. They like to, for the most they part, like okay. to go to clubs and um, gentlemen's clubs with chicken wings, right before a season. Yeah, Lou Williams. But anyways, I'm just saying, I I think yeah, there is some PR to do it and and finding the source of it. So you gotta but, like. I, I don't see I like a bubble happening. I don't see a bubble no. happening. No, there's not going to be a bubble. I don't think... Maybe playoffs? That's not a feasible option for the league at this point, right? Um, players hated it. They, it, they did, did not they? want to be away from... They did, did they not want it? to be away from their family. Oh, they did not enjoy it. If they could choose... I, they would 100% I don't choose follow... I don't follow enough of, like, the insiders or, like, the players to, like, know that type of stuff. They hated it? Well, 
think about it. Like you're, if you're the Lakers, you're away from your family because they couldn't come until the second round of the playoffs. You're away from your family for a good two and a half months. Yeah, two months. So why would you do that when you can play home games a couple times a week and then maybe go on a week-long road trip and you're away from your family for only a couple weeks? There's still people, right? And while this is their job, still get to come home to your family after a game, right? So yeah, I think the biggest thing for those guys is like not having to be holed up um, in one place, like they are social guys too. So yeah, they're going to go out, especially if the U S is, is this open still, they are going to be going out here and there. Um, and that's maybe a bit of a cost risk benefit kind of thing, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see them going back to a bubble. I don't think the players would love that. I don't even think the coaches would love that. So I see them kind of pushing this as far as they can trying to just tell players be smart in your free time. And, and I also think they like NBA needs to, tighten things up here right like if they based on what we know the celtics and wizards game shouldn't have played been played right with contract tracing and stuff like that just going off the protocols that they put out right obviously there'll be an explanation for it and and as such and you know due processes will be done but like i just don't want this to become an absolute show i don't think it will i don't think it will like i just don't want i don't want the nba to become the NFL, because like it's NFL better, is bad, man. It's better that this is happening earlier in the season, so that as you go through the seventy-two game season that they're having, you're you're kind of understanding what's what we can do to kind of prevent this, to kind of go through it. Uh, are we going to suspend like games, or are we just going to keep going with with shorter rosters? Like it's good that this is happening now, um, as opposed to like right before the playoffs when some big teams are going to have big games, right, to make it to the playoffs to either play in the first round of the playoffs and. And they're missing their star for a week, which is three, four games in, in the playoffs, right? So it's better that they're understanding this now so they can start well, that's an, That's better. another thing, too, with, like, a shortened season. If a player's out for 10 to 14 days due to quarantine, you're like, you are missing significant time. So that's something that, 72 games. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not like NHL where they're, they're kind of, like, because I would say I would say 72 games is, to me, pretty much a whole season, right? That's, pretty much. That's, uh, that's, is, that's more than last year that they played. Is that correct? Or just about like how many games did they get in before sh- uh, it shut down? I think they played a little less than 72 last year. To be quite I don't think they got, I don't think they got over 72. So yeah, no, 72 is a good number. All, but what I'm saying though, is like, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah, no, like hopefully missing a couple together and, and things like that, but you know, lessons have been learned and uh, they're the, the, uh, the neighboring leagues, uh, whether it be the NFL or the NBA, have have uh, had their woes with with the virus, and um, and I think internally, I think the league's also just really wanting to get through these next three and four months, right? Like, again, my sources and that being Twitter say uh, that you know with the new. Uh, administration coming in and, and vaccine availability and, and things like that. Like there is hope that things do calm down near the birth of the, the playoffs. And I know that the NHL feel the same way. Uh, Kyle Dubas in a media call says that he hopes to have fans this spring. So I know that the leagues are hopeful. And so you know, just get get through these next three or four three or four months. But anyways, sorry, that was that was a little wow. tangent. I just I was I I saw that on uh, I saw that uh, online, and I 
I read the uh, Wizards and uh, Celtics situ- situation, and then I read the Tatum, obviously, story, and, you know, the KD and things like that. But, Jacob, we were promised big moves, right? Uh, we were promised big moves by the Blue Jays. We, they said they were uh, hungry. They said they were ready. They said they were in, right? They were going to be busy in the offseason. I don't have that exact quote, but that was the messaging that uh, we received as fans. And nothing, Jacob, absolutely nothing. We have been in talks with players. We have, uh, players have been intrigued by the Blue Jays. But still no signings. And a lot of the, the free agents that we were or are interested in are not looking like they're coming to the Jays. So, Jacob, provide the listeners why no one has signed with the, with the Jays yet. And B, if you were Shapiro and Atkins, what would you do next? Like, what would your moves be? Okay, so with like the availability that like still is still exists uh, as of today, January ninth. So I will say, um, as of this point right now, we we haven't seen any of the major free agents sign anywhere yet. So take that as you will, but I don't think the Jays are out of a lot of it right now. Um, as like you said, we got promised a lot of stuff and we've yet to see anything. But and none of these free agents have signed elsewhere yet. So until they sign elsewhere, that's when I would start to get worried. Like if someone like Springer signed with the Mets or Rumuto signs somewhere else, Romayhu signs with the Yankees, like until stuff like that happens, I'm not sure we have much to worry about quite yet. However, I did hear the Jays want Springer. So the Jays offered him, you know, well below what he asked for because I don't know. I don't know. So he, he wanted 150 for five years. That's his ideal contract, which is fair to someone in there in the prime of their career, even though he's maybe on the little older side of it. Um, but he asked for 155 years. Jay's apparently came in well below his asking price. So that's exciting to hear. It's frustrating, but to be quite honest with you, I don't know if we have much of a shot at, at spring anymore. He, he grew up in the, uh, the New York area. So I could see him very well um, going to the Mets, especially with them just trading for the best shortstop in the MLB. So the Mets, the Mets are a great place to look right now. If if you're a free agent looking for not only a good paycheck, but a contending team, like they, we can just go through, we'll go through their lineup another time, but if they sign either Springer or, or Trevor Bauer, or even DJ LeMayhew, like, I'm, I might just call them an early, an early champion because they're looking really good right now. But moving on from kind of Springer, I don't know if, I don't know if we're completely out of it for guys like Real Muto. So he's kind of the guy I'm still hearing about for the Jays. Don't know exactly why he's that guy right now, but he's the guy I'm hearing about. We signed him. I'm happy with that. We signed another pitcher. Maybe not Trevor Bauer, but we signed another pitcher. Okay. We're looking at Liam Hendricks right now too. Um, in my opinion, a top three reliever in the league. Um, excited if we were to sign him because we actually had him when he was a very average player. You know, as all Toronto teams do, we have players before they're good or after they're good, actually, for that matter. So if we can bring him back when he's in his prime right now, he's, that's, that's a huge win because 
we got to let go of Ken Giles. He's uh, he's got some torn up elbow issues, and I don't know if he loves being here. So I think we got to let go of him. We get him. We get sorry. We get Hendricks. That's a huge win. Um, but I still think it's we got to go for Springer. We got to go for LeMahieu. We got to go for everyone we can because we're being promised all these things. So throw money at all of them. One of them's gonna bite, right? Also, a fun fact about the Jays. MLB gave up some power rankings last week. The Jays somehow were ninth on these power rankings. Simon, what were they the haven't uh, made any moves? No moves at all, and they were ninth on this list. What what was the uh, criteria? Like power just, rankings are just like they're off season moves. Not even. It's like as of right now, what do you see this team doing next year? And so obviously, like the Dodgers, the were ninth. One. Yeah, they were ninth. The Dodgers were number one. Uh, the Padres were two because if you guys have been following the Padres, they got two outstanding starters with yeah. already a couple very good starters in their rotation. So the Dodgers, uh, the Padres were number two, and then the Yankees were three. Uh, I forget the rest, but you go down the list, and like somehow the Jays are, are the number 19. Actually, Simon, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were ahead of Tampa Bay. Really? Yeah the team who was in the world series last year. Yeah. Who has an unreal pitching. Their defensive game is, is unreal. So <laughs> Tampa Bay was 10. Toronto was nine. Wow. That's absurd. That is absurd. I won't complain, but that's absurd. But yeah, Simon going forward, if I'm Atkins or Shapiro, I really start getting aggressive with some of these guys like Springer, um, like Romito, like, like LeMahieu and, you got to start hearing back from them too, because obviously it's it's a two way it's a two way deal, right? Like we can give them money, but they may not want it. So do what you can. You're not you're not. They were going they were in talks for Lindor, right? They were in talks to be the guys that trade for Lindor. That's obviously over. So yeah, I think I think we got to go all in on some free agents now, knowing that knowing what we know about what's happened with the Mets and the the Indians recently. And I think that puts a little bit of urgency on it, right? I think the signings have not come yet because owners and GMs don't know what the season's going to look like, right? Like they don't know the salary cap. They don't know the term. They don't know anything yet. And, and until those details are established and, you know, what spring training is going to look like, what regular season is going to look like, are there fans, are there not fans? Uh, I don't know how... Uh, Jacob, you could tell me this uh, if you know off the top of your head. Like, I don't know how the salary cap works, but if it's based on like baseball-related revenue, then you know those fan the fans obviously you know really make up that salary cap and things like that. So I think until those like the logistical things are uh, established, I think that's when these like big free uh, agent signings are are, are going to be signed. But regardless, right? Like, it's not extremely like positive or promising when we're hearing all of these um, you know all of the players that you've just mentioned not being particularly interested in signing with us right and so you know Atkins and Shapiro said listen we're going to be aggressive this offseason we're going to make moves until and I think I, I, I like your perspective about this right like as of right now, the players are technically, well, not technically, they are still available and until they're signed to another team, we won't overreact, right? This is not a Leafs-related situation, right? When, you know, the Blue Jays are not, 
you know, overreactors. I don't know if they are, but regardless, things got to... It's, it's frustrating not to see them do anything. Like, the season's been over for November, December. Now we're in January. So, they're supposedly still going to start, you know, reporting to camp in February. So, that's in about a month's time. Which is cool. That's, yeah, that's and I think, cool. I think baseball has the best chance of being normal. Being normal, right? Because Outdoor, they're outside. summer, yeah, vaccine. Summer. Exactly. So I think as of right now, you got stuff to look forward to. I don't know if maybe we're going to be seeing the Jays in Canada, but I think we may have some stuff to look forward to baseball-wise, and it'd be great to be able to see the Jays in action. Be great to see them good. Be great to see them with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as a DH, but – yeah, you know, if uh, not fans all these are, things will come true. If fans are allowed uh, at the Rogers Center, uh, Sherman and I will do a live uh, podcast. Yeah, from our uh, box. Dur- yeah, from our box during the game, yeah. a couple of brews deep. We'll really, we'll really grill them. All right, if Vladdy's having a, a a poor game, you guys are gonna hear about it. Jacob, is there anything else that we need to dissect with this like crazy, crazy week? And like yeah. take in, it's only been like it's the ninth, right? So it's just over one week into twenty twenty one, and like, like wow. Some a funny tweet I saw actually. Um, so as you all know, this past week there was a little incident on in Washington D.C. The government was tr- was was uh, trying to be overthrown, Jacob. There wasn't an incident. Okay. There was an insurrection, basically, and the Capitol was stormed. Since so anyway, so that was happening, and um, Gleyber Torres, um, shortstop for the Yankees, tweets in the middle of the day while this is all happening. Man, can't wait to see Yankee fans at the games. Absolutely obliterated in the comments. Read the room, Gleyber. Right. So I thought that was funny. A little bit, a little bit of humor, a little bit bright side to, uh, like I said, interesting incident that happened. So, man, hopefully, like 2021 gets it together. Right. Like I can't take another year. Of 2020 right like i thought things were gonna be a little bit better but hey we're here we're having we're here a good time we're, we're 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 healthy canada's you know, austin matthews eyes. is looking as beautiful as ever yeah yeah i guess you could say that travis dermott top four okay. elite. that'll be the end of the show for this week thank you guys for for coming by and Appreciate any any support you have to offer. Let us know if you have any any hot takes you want to hear or, or discussed on the air. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again. See you.